0: There are plays that flip a game, and there are plays that Simone Biles double layout half twist the game. 98 yards the other way, saving Cincy. Buffalo also with some sweaty moments. Was there anybody, San Fran included, more impressive than the New York Giants? Anything happen in Jaguars Chargers? Oh, don't
1: bring that and up. And tonight, how up. anything, anything is possible.
0: <laughs> you can tell me 48 nothing. You can tell me five to three. Cowboys, Buccaneers, let's go around that horn. <laughs> I
1: knew it's going to be big on the chart today. It. I know I it, it is. It's going to be ugly.
0: So this play, it's a reach. High over the goal line. You see this, though, in the NFL. We saw it with Trevor Lawrence the night before. It does have a risk factor and here. It was risk like Kamchatka. Hubbard, 98 yards. Anyone call block to the back here? Hmm, hmm. Yes, okay, I knew you would, Flashkey. J.K. Dobbins excoriating the play call after the game. He should have never been in that situation. I don't get a single carry. He should never have been in that situation. Why am I not out there? I should be the guy. I'm tired of holding that back. So, the offseason for Baltimore, so much Lamar Jackson It starts with this infighting and second-guessing and discontent. Courtney, your takeaway from Bengals
2: 24, Ravens 17. Well, my stomach hurts a little bit because you mentioned Kamchatka, so I'm still recovering from that in real time, Tony. (laughs) But no, I mean, J.K. Dobbins is upset that he didn't touch the ball inside the red zone after his two-yard touchdown in the second quarter. In that critical fourth-quarter series, he wasn't even on the field for the play that resulted in the fumble, and then the 98-yard touchdown return the other way for Cincinnati. So you can understand a player who's upset with his workload, he wants to be a featured back in a run-heavy offense, and Greg Roman will not make him that— that guy so very clearly the comments that came out of the locker room yesterday from uh, from Dobbins uh, expresses a lot of frustration I didn't really like though what he had to say afterwards though that if Lamar Jackson was in this game they would have won to me that felt like a shot at Tyler Huntley who is a backup quarterback doing his best and it's not like it was he was trying to fumble the ball on the one yard line
0: Bill plash I'll bring you in on that one play first and foremost how it changed an entire game here and and to the Ravens does JK Dobbins, Dobbins have beef. He has
1: exact perfect beef. He's exactly right. That changed the game. It was a terrible call. They're too far from the goal line to try that. Uh, Huntley six foot one. He's not six foot five. He's trying to be Trevor Lawrence. He couldn't be Trevor Lawrence. All I could think of was Russell Wilson throwing to Malcolm Butler. That's all I could think of was give the ball to Dobbins. Give the mm. ball to running back. He can push it across. That changed the entire the entire game because the way Baltimore was the defense was so incredible. Cincinnati wasn't going to score again. They weren't going to score. They weren't going to score another
3: touchdown. The the, the Ravens would have won the game on that play. Israel Gutierrez, is that how you see it? And whether, you know, he was supposed to go low on that play or not, um, you could see the Bengals' defense preparing for what looked like a quarterback sneak. It seemed like it was a simple play call that was, you know, read by the defense. And most importantly, how often has Tyler Huntley been in that situation, even in practice, right, where you're saying, okay, third and one versus fourth and one where – Third and one, hey, you're not doing that because you're, you're risking fumbling. Fourth and one, yeah, it's all out there. You can do whatever you need to do. But third and one, hey, you live to to play another down and hang on to it. So it just seemed like you're putting the ball in, in his hands. And why? Why not J.K. Dobbins? If anybody should be able to speak up for himself in this situation, it should be him because with Lamar Jackson out, with your weapons not really there, who are you going to look to and who are you going to trust? Why not him? He's been in these situations before. He was even in the situation in the first half. So I think it's perfectly fair to him to get for Harbaugh to get questioned uh, in general. And, you know, when you talk about the feelings of this organization with John, John Harbaugh, a lot of those questions are going to, you know, come to, come to head pretty soon.
0: And Harry Jr.
4: Yeah, J.K. Dobbins certainly has a gripe. It just feels a little odd to also then throw Tyler Huntley underneath the bus just because he played the game that the Ravens absolutely right. needed from good. him after throwing that initial interception, right? Like, he threw that first pick, and it's like, oh, gosh, where's this going to go? But he came back. Had a great game, and obviously, as John Harbaugh said at the end, he was supposed to go underneath, not over the top. I mean, even on first glance, it seemed like that was a very, very ambitious type of play, right? Like that looked like Michael Jordan in Space Jam reaching for the final dunk, right? Like it was that outrageous. And even if you look from Next Gen stats, they actually tweeted the chip in the football said that the closest he got was two thirds of a yard away. So and those chips are six inches off. So even if you give him those six inches, he was still way off. It wasn't even I close. Mean, the I fact mean, that that was the a one fluky play, play that they though. Did I think not we could all agree.
0: A QB sneak is as risk-free a play as there is. But in this instance, that's a that's slightly high risk. And just to be in that position, Baltimore still could have won this game. So. The Lamar Jackson, you got multiple panels brought up. Let's just go there. The idea, if he were healthy, and he's not, but if he were healthy and was playing in this game, could they have beaten Cincinnati? And he wasn't even with the team in this particular road trip for the playoff game on the sideline. And where the Ravens are right now, Courtney, with this iciness between the team's best player and the team.
2: Yeah, I mean, we don't know what their travel policy is for injured players. We do know that Lamar did travel, though, in week 14. So something here tells me that this might be the very end for Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. But I really didn't like the comments that came out yesterday from Michael Vick on the pregame set before this game, talking about you're three games away from a Super Bowl, strap a brace on it and go. Lamar Jackson's in a contract year. He's not trying to get himself any more injured than he already is and affect his future injury. in affect his future uh, income and potentially affect his career longevity.
1: Huntley outplayed him, uh, outplayed Burrow. They outgained him by 130 yards. They could have won with Huntley. Lamar Jackson just looks bad not being there. He looks dist. He looks de- de- detached. I think it's over Lamar you. Jackson. Baltimore.
4: Yeah, I think it's weird the fact that we kind of keep continuing to come back to Lamar Jackson in this injury. Like, it seems like there's a lot of picking at him when clearly – Even J.K. Dobbins said he's been limping around the locker room. If a guy's doing that, it doesn't make sense for him to play. When you have a guy like Tyler Huntley, I was stunned
0: to hear that from Michael Vick, who had injury. Every quarterback has injury, but 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 a player like uh, Vick's caliber and Robert Griffin III is who you point to and say he put a brace on. He had a non-contact injury, and his career was never the same. That this conversation is still going on, though, has to land on the head of the team and and John Harbaugh because if you want to keep Lamar Jackson happy this conversation's not happening clearly they're not thinking about it that way we'll move on whether you think differently of Cincinnati after the tight win or maybe you wonder about Buffalo after their three-point win over Miami the turnovers for Josh Allen the way they had to sweat Skylar Thompson late they needed all the Dolphins play call errors, and about those errors, fourth and inches, game in the line. It took 55 seconds for Miami to get the play in, and they still didn't get it in. That was a delay. What was that? Mike McDaniel said he thought it was a first down, and when they found out it was fourth down, they had to switch everything, and then they didn't get the play in from the coach's box in on time. Israel, does McDaniel's coaching explanation
3: hold water? Well, let me start here. I think for in, as far as the Dolphins go, if you're a Dolphin supporter, it's probably about as good of, as a result as you could have hoped for when you're starting your third-string quarterback on the road against one of the monsters of the AFC maybe. and a rookie quarterback, right? So you have to look at this team and say, hey, they have some things to look to be positive about, right? Yes, and one of those things that you can grow from is maybe some time management and things that Mike McDaniel didn't do well in this game, and that includes getting those play calls out in time, which normally your quarterback helps you out with those situations. And again, you're talking about a third-string quarterback who last time he started they didn't even score a touchdown right they they won nine they they won that game but didn't even so you seem to be and i'm sorry to interrupt here but just season saying hey this surprises
0: me you think they were in it they should be happy with that they they got as far as you possibly you don't think they were on they could have won this game you don't think that
3: Of course, yeah. You regret the situation when, you know, once you've played that out, right? But again, you're talking about Mike McDaniel, who is a play caller, right? He calls the plays on this team. And so maybe that's something he learns for for the future situations. Hey, maybe I shouldn't be calling all the plays. Maybe in these situations, we should have another play caller. Blasky shaking his head, no. He seems to think, But you're talking about a double figure uh, uh underdog. Okay, go
1: ahead, Bill. Izzy, you regret the situation? He blew the game. I don't care how much how how feel good the Dolphins were, 18 million people knew it was fourth down, and the coach didn't know it was fourth down. Are you kidding me? That they, they had the game in their hands. Buffalo was loose. Uh, uh they, were, they were they were. Josh Allen was awful. The Bills were were there were there for the take. Israel back in, they had, please. They're, they're driving the ball,
3: and he doesn't know what down it yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, come on. So if they. Get that first down, and then go ahead and maybe kick the field goal, and then go into overtime. There's a lot more there, okay? And they could easily just look terrible once they get to that situation because, oh, by the way, they've got Skylar Thompson starting as their quarterback. So yes, it's about as good as a result as they could have asked for. And if you want to nitpick with Mike McDaniel, sure, let him mm, be nitpick. the one who takes he the blame. He blew Courtney fine. Cronin, forward, come on! In I mean, here. that doesn't really say much.
2: I don't care that it was Skylar Thompson. The fact that they were almost at the 50 yard line with two minutes and 38 seconds to go, so you have that time plus the two minute warning, which they probably would have botched anyways because of their clock management and not knowing what <laughs> down it is. Um, they were in position to win this game. This was a one score game in the third quarter after they were down 17 to zero. So this always absolutely falls on coaching in the situation. And the fact that they couldn't figure out it was a fourth and one yeah. on that critical play, they were averaging 45 seconds each. In between offensive drives i don't know how that happens
0: harry Liles jr i'll bring you in here
4: i really want to agree with izzy because looking at who skylar thompson is and how he's played leading up to this point you're going up against the buffalo bills Yes, there's absolutely no reason for them to be in this game, but just like the Ravens, they did everything that they needed to do to be in the game. They took advantage of the three turnovers that the Bills had and scored 18 points off of those, and they were in this contest. And then, with just with Mike McDaniels' explanation, bro, like, I don't know who communicated that to you, but look down at the chains, and you could see that it's fourth down. Like, that part of it, to me, is just inexcusable. But again, it just feels like one of those things where, yes, you probably shouldn't have been in the game in the first place, but at the end, you Israel, I'll let you back in
0: once more to try to make this argument that nobody's buying.
3: But here's the thing... You're all agreeing with me. I am not saying that Mike McDaniel is free of blame. I'm saying if that's what you have to improve, hey, my coach needs to work on some time management. Great. Do you know how many coaches have been getting, you know, Was it just, about time just management? Get, getting passes well, I mean, for the, the, time management was The interception it Thompson threw game. on
0: third down, is that on the coach saying, you know what, third and whatever, first. a mile. Maybe let's not try to throw it here. Sure. Maybe let's try to be
3: more conservative. Maybe not throw it 40 sure, 45 times. That's all on the coach, but that same confidence that they played with once things started going.
0: It. Incredible maneuver from Israel here. When when everybody's saying, you're wrong, we don't agree with you. And then he goes, no, you guys are saying exactly what I'm saying. I don't hear it that way. Sorry to say, don't hear it that way. I don't agree with you. One more question here as we go to break. Do you find yourself thinking differently about Buffalo or Cincinnati after the tight games? Bill Plasky.
1: Buffalo's getting worse. Buffalo's not getting better. They're getting worse. They're going to lose. Tony Cronin.
2: Josh Allen was very volatile yesterday. I don't know how I feel about that confidence wise going mm-hmm. forward.
4: Harry Lyles Jr. Josh Allen's got a reel in the turnover. Cincinnati got to be worried with possibly three out on offense. And Israel Gutierrez.
3: Josh Allen and his recklessness needs to be pulled in, and that Cincinnati offensive line needs to play well. Then if they both do those things, they'll both look really good. More
0: from the magnificent super wildcard weekend. Mike McDaniel needs to be
5: blamed. It's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
6: Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured... It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron.
0: And now the game that defied logic, Seated expectation and goes right into the nfl films vault news of the day from los angeles is that brandon staley is still coaching the team at least that's what we all know so the chargers jokes about chargers charging and their win probability looking like their logo and of course the karma the social media team ran into but there's real questions about staley's coaching and the real reality of how you blow a 27 nothing game in the playoffs other side on how Trevor Lawrence looked as bad as anybody in the history of the sport for 25 minutes, and then as good as anybody in the history of the sport last 35 minutes. Bill Plaschke first on what you're hearing about the coaching in Los Angeles, and then was this one of the great comebacks or chokes?
1: Well, Brandon Staley showed up for exit interviews on Sunday. That generally means the coach is going to stay, so they're not going to get rid of him. He's under so much fire. I, 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 I
0: don't. You think said it's, it, if they lose, the he stage. should be fired. That was on Friday. Yeah, and
1: the way they and lost, it was unbelievable. They blew a 27-point lead and didn't commit a turnover. It was all instead of giving it away, they let the Jaguars take it. They ran the ball seven times in the second half instead of killing clock. Ran the ball seven times. They had a chance to put it away deep in Jaguar territory, fourth and three. Uh, in the fourth quarter, and they kicked a field goal and missed the field goal. Instead of going for it, they they, 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 they couldn't stop Trevor Lawrence. They made no no adjustments. Remain. Brandon Staley just stood there, except when Joy Bosa threw his helmet. Then Brandon Staley. everything
0: it up. you're you're picking up it from the team is that Staley will remain he head coach. Cordy Cronin, to you.
2: Well, if they're not gonna fire Brandon Staley, they need to get a new offensive coordinator and a new running game because like Bill had mentioned, once they build that 27 to 0 lead, they rush night they rush for 19 yards, which is inexcusable. I mean, when you have a lead like that, you try to run the clock. That is situational awareness. That falls on the head coach. And the fact is, the Chargers were dropping back 75% of the time after they built that 27 to 0 lead. That's inexcusable. All right.
0: So that's to saying this is all about the choke, not about the comeback. Harry, how about you?
4: I want to give Trevor Lawrence credit because, oh, my goodness gracious, could you imagine being that young and throwing four picks what? in the first half and then keeping up the just will to go back in the second half and throw for four consecutive touchdowns? However... Because we always on the internet streets talk about the Chargers being the AFC Falcons, this is absolutely about the choke job. They led for 135 of 139 snaps. That's 97 percent. That's the highest percentage of snaps leading for in a playoff loss. This is all about the job. You're not going saying the, this how is do you do that?
0: 28-3 in the Super Bowl, are you?
4: No. No, but the Falcons and Chargers have a beautiful back-and-forth of who could lose the game in the
0: weirdest possible way. Well, I mean, you did pick Jacksonville this game, never in doubt for you, Harry Lows Jr. After, after the social media post, you knew it was going to be Jacksonville. Israel Gutierrez, how about you?
3: Yeah, it does have to be about the choke job in part because they didn't even have a bigger lead than they did. They should have had a bigger lead. We're talking about four interceptions thrown your way in the first half. And it's not like in the second half, Justin Herbert was collapsing. It's not like they were turning the ball all over the place. It was just, yeah, they couldn't do the simplest of things, which is, you know, call a few running plays and keep the game at your pace. And, you know, you talk about the head coach losing respect for losing a big lead, but then look looking terrible by picking up Bosa's helmet like a puppy dog and bringing it back to him only so he can slam it again, I don't think. I think all of that needs to be examined. It doesn't matter how cheap the organization might be; they might need to Bosa consider hey, the head get coach that. Might not get
0: that. The best fit for this second team. one, right? There were two, he doesn't get the second penalty there. Then Peterson. Maybe he doesn't go for two there, but it just seemed like Peterson was going to go for two no matter what. Bill Plasky, I mean, you want to be respectful for a human whos is, who is, who's got a job. You don't want to fire anybody, but it was unanimous on the internet. Nothing's unanimous. It was unanimous that Sean Payton would be coaching this team by Tuesday, and that's not happening? Oh, oh yeah,
1: and you think Mike Williams, you think they could have used Mike Williams? Why wasn't he there? Brandon Staley has the reason he wasn't there. No, it, Sean Payton costs too much money. Chargers, never pay that much money for We'll move
0: on. By ourselves too, I want to ask who looked most impressive this weekend. And it's the Giants or the Niners. New York went into Minnesota. Got the only road win of the weekend. Those long drives, Daniel Jones, near perfect game. How they knew how to defend Kirk Cousins <coughs> on fourth down. Uh, but the Niners on the other side of what Brock Purdy showed you in the win over Seattle. Harry Lyles, most impressive?
4: Look, I think the 49ers look the most impressive, but to me, the Giants stick out here because the reason you bring Brian Dable in as a head coach is because of what he did with Josh Allen. He turned him from a rags to riches type of quarterback, and he has done that with Daniel Jones in a way that it did not appear that that was going to be possible.
3: If I would have told you before the season that the two best offensive performers at Super Wild Card Weekend, <laughs> Brock Purdy and Daniel Jones, That's you it. probably would have asked me what sport I was talking about. <laughs> and so I, my answer is, it's not, answer is it's those quarterbacks. It's really because Daniel Jones has shown the progression, has shown the ability, and had so much confidence in that game against the Vikings. And the Niners, they might just have gotten so lucky in this quarterback that they drafted last overall. And yeah, he might be able to no carry flash. this team to a Super Bowl.
1: Nobody's more impressed this weekend than Daniel Daniel Jones, the first quarterback in NFL history in the playoffs to throw for 300 yards, rush for two, throw for two touchdowns, and rush for 70, at least 70 yards. He was unbelievable.
0: Courtney Cordy Cronin, you're holding up a finger like you want to say something about that Giants-Vikings game, please.
2: Enough praise on these great quarterbacks that actually won games. Let's talk about what happened with the Vikings. I know that we want to heap blame (laughs) on Kirk Cousins for the check down that ended their season, but that's on play calling. If TJ Hawkinson is chipping and then you're asking him to run a choice route and you have all these deep developing routes for protection up front, none of it made sense, but it was the Vikings defense that lost them that game. They gave up ten plays of ten plus yards. 26 times. All right, all right. I I, I
0: appreciate your actual analysis there on on the route that Hawkinson was working. Kirk Cousins cannot throw the ball short of those feet. He has to throw to Justin Jefferson. He has to throw to Justin Jefferson the whole drive, right, Courtney? Was there a play this season where they forced the ball to Justin Jefferson and it worked out all right to them? Oh, wow. I can't can't believe you didn't go up to Cousins there, Court. Showdown next, though, Plaschke, Lyles. And how you finish off Super Wild Card Weekend with a game. Again, I say, anything is possible. If it was 48-0, if it was 5-3, to you'd be like, yeah, of course it was, because these are these two teams. Bill Plaschke, Harry Lyles Jr., Cowboys, Buccaneers, what's one thing you're certain of, and how will this game be won, Bill?
1: Ten times Tom Brady's been an underdog in the playoffs. Seven times he's won that game. I am certain. He will do something spectacular to win tonight's game. I'm not betting against Tom Brady. Aaron
0: Liles Jr.
1: I
4: am certain that whoever loses this game, the overreaction is going to be both hilarious (laughs) and exaggerated in ways that are going to be super entertaining. I think that this game tonight is going to be decided on defense, though. Whoever's going to win the turnover battle and field position, they're going to come out with the Uh, win uh, on this one. Who
0: you got in this game, Ari? Phil already tipped his hand. I got Dallas. You got Dallas in this game as well. I was surprised. I got Brady. I know you got Brady, but you said 7 of 10. I mean, that, that's three losses. You know, it's not perfect. He is perfect against oh, the Cowboys. Oh, That's a good percentage. You could have said, said he's never lost to the Cowboys before. You could have said that. Harry in Jr. FaceTime.
4: <laughs> Wanted to acknowledge Dr. Martin Luther King Day today. Dr. King was obviously somebody that I looked up to growing up, not just because of what he did, but as somebody being from Atlanta, we take a little bit extra pride in our own. I wanna urge people to do two things today. Take time to go see some of his words, listen to them, read them. The King Center has tweeted out a thread that's easy to consume if you wanna do that. And the second thing, I know today is a reminder of how far we've come. I think you should also look at it through the lens of how far we can still come through his dream.
0: Thank you for that, Mr. Harry Liles Jr. That's it for us today. What a show. Didn't even get to talk about Jam Moran, Jam Moran. Man, wow.
6: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business.